0: This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with Jennifer Alvarez, our Digital Media and Marketing Officer, Zara Bish, our Multimedia Analyst, and Derek Konofalski, Data and Technology Analyst. And we are here today to talk about our new redesigned website that we've just launched. Yay! Hooray. For Gilbert, gilbertaz.gov. And really, this has been quite a labor of love for Zara, who um, oversees our website and handles all of our graphic design and, and our brand, really. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about, and people might think, oh, government website, yippee. But we really have done some cool stuff, I think, with the functionality of it and the way the look and the feel. And um, I'm really excited about it. I think it looks great and exciting. And and um, let's talk a little bit specifically about what your process was to get there and some of the new features that you're really excited about
1: yeah definitely um, it's definitely got a new facelift and yeah. more modern and up-to-date it's been a long time coming so I'm excited about the new one uh, it was a great process we kind of wanted to make it more service focused this time um, that was a we had a lot of data um, behind why we did certain things so the home page uh, features You know the search centric search bar right in the middle Um, so anyone you know you can easily just find what you're looking for we have a find a service widget at the top right corner um, to help navigate you to the services you need Um, and a lot of just quick links and buttons that have been purposely placed and labeled based on analytics and and what our customers are looking for and that's something that we can update and continue to improve as as we go on. Yeah, and we are really focused on obviously delivering services to
0: our residents and always constantly improving them. And when you got here, um, oh my gosh, six years ago, you know, it we had a website that was outdated and it lived in the IT department and nothing wrong with that again, but they weren't so in tune with the content and kind of that outward facing piece. And what would our residents really want when they came to our website or how would they find information when they came there? And so we took it into our department at the time, the communications department, and then began what was tasked to us as a redesign but was really a brand new website and so we chose to go with Vision Internet who's um, a website provider to help us with that design and we launched um, that website and you know it's been great and people have loved it in fact when we did a survey before our redesign people were really happy with our website so it wasn't like we had a lot of problems that we were trying to fix we were just trying to do some of the things that we had originally wanted to do um, but didn't have a chance and like you said just give it a refresh so it has a more modern feel.
1: Yeah, it's been five years since we launched the last one. So it was time. And yeah, it wasn't anything to do with the content. I don't know. It wasn't a horrible website <laughs> that we just and had to get rid And it's mobile friendly
2: of. now too. Which is my favorite part. Yes, exactly. I mean, it probably didn't show for people on the front end of it, but on the back end, we basically had like a separate version of the site that loaded on mobile versus what loaded on, you know, when you're on the computer. And now it's, it's technically the same website. It's just responsive. So it actually shows up on phones. And I think the majority of people now look up stuff on their phones. So
1: Yeah,
3: about half of our visitors are on mobile. Do you remember when we launched or when we went through the redesign process five years ago, Zara, and we were still pretty new to government. And so from going, you know, we pretty much created an entirely new website, and we were still trying to understand how government worked. And so throughout that first redesign process, we were, you know, so focused on making sure that we got all the content transitioned from the old site to the new site. But nothing was lost. Nothing was lost, exactly. And and trying to... um, understand how you know development services is set up, how public works is set up, and how we could try and make it easier for the customer. But I think at the time we were a little overwhelmed in that we couldn't really focus in on those, like we did with this one, the services, and making sure we, that we make it easier for our residents to access those things that they want to access on a daily basis or when they come to visit our site. So that's what I love most about this site is that we really made a lot of data-driven decisions when we met with the departments um, and encouraged them you know, not, you know, everything they do is important, but not everything needs a place on a homepage or it needs to be front and center. What are your, what are the citizens, what are your customers really going to the website for? And making sure that we make it easy for them to find that information. So I think that was like my favorite part throughout this process is making, um, helping our teams understand our goals and making sure that we help their customers get the information they need quickly.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think we had an advantage this time because before we were, you know, switching from an internal site to Vision Internet for the first time um, with a content management system. So we didn't it was all centralized and through one person. Now we have content managers that uh, manage their content um, and, and they've been working on that for five years. Um, so they've become comfortable with the process and uh, have more freedom to be creative and think uh, think like that, think like more, you know, expand their thinking on how they can better service their customer on the website. Um, and you know, this process, through this redesign um, has been really rewarding with the content managers because, um, we've been kind of training them on how to write for the web, I think from a customer viewpoint. Um, so a lot of training involved and the responses they want that. They want to learn more about how to do these things and how to improve the website. and they know their content the best. So they're
2: yeah, they're the experts. They're the
1: experts on what you know they're hearing from the customers on the phones. and so they know what, is best to put on the website. And they're really taking ownership of their information and their pages
3: as well. Can you, um, I, I sat in on your training classes and I absolutely love them. Can you talk a little bit more about what you were teaching our content managers during those training courses?
1: Yeah. So I put on uh, user experience workshops and just went over, we, we went over uh, personas. So setting up you know, who who the customer might be that's uh, coming to the website and really narrowing it down to an individual. So, you know, a female resident has some kids, maybe comes to the website to look for parks and rec classes, but also needs to pay a re-utility bill. Um, so kind of breaking it down and not making it so broad when people start thinking, well, we have a lot of different types of customers. Um, but but making it more real um, of who they're servicing. And then we went over actually going through the website and looking through processes like, you know, what? how would someone navigate through the site to complete a task? Um, and are they able to finish that task or are they stopped? How are they stopped? So just, you know, showing them that they might think all the information's there, but if they're coming from a customer perspective, they might be stopped and see that frustration for themselves. So it just makes it more relatable. Um, We also went over how to write for the web, so you it's putting those tasks of links and um, processes at the top of the page and then um, cutting down on content, breaking up long paragraphs, uh, removing legal jargon um, that doesn't necessarily need to be on the page. Uh, and and just making it easier and more accessible and just a quicker way for people to get what they need.
2: That's cool because we've talked about on the podcast before about how you know, our, our job really as communicators is to to lower the obstacles from a, a person or a resident or whoever it is, getting to the, the end result of whatever they want. And sometimes that's just information. They're just looking for a bit of information. And so like when, when people write for the web and they write like these paragraphs and paragraphs of text because they think it's all necessary, but really it's not. If somebody's coming to your website, like they want a specific piece of information. And to me, any barriers to getting that information are are just extra you know and some people just look at it as like oh clicks like the the you want it in the shortest number of clicks and that's not necessarily the case you know it's 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 looking being able to look at the screen or look at whatever page they're on and finding that info immediately
0: well and government is so complex and mm-hmm. every department is so different and so if you're out there and you're listening you know it's not a bandaid solution or one fix for everyone you really have to customize for, like you said, whatever that particular customer is most likely to be for whatever, if it's public safety or if it's development services. And I think that that's really important. And I, we, we talk a lot about how, you know, in Gilbert, we do things so differently than a lot of other cities. And I think a lot of websites that land in IT projects, they maybe aren't really thinking about it. I loved it. You said it. They know the content. Right, We are fine. We love the branding piece. If you look at the new homepage, you're going to feel what we are for Gilbert Digital, kind of what our brand is, which is really video focused, heavily focused on social media. You're going to be able to drive to that piece. However, what I think is really great is that we've found ways. Again, we talk about doing this with graphic design and giving, you know, you can't be spending your whole time making flyers. So you give people the tools so that they can help. So Canva is a great tool that you use to help people customize the way that they're coming across to their customer, but taking that time with them to figure out who they really are trying to reach and how. And I think that that is so key because it applies not just for the website, it really applies for everything. And kind of our approach of what we do is almost an agency servicing the rest of the departments in the organization to say, okay, think about why people would come to you and what, information they're look you know looking for. And there isn't just a, you know, one swoop across that says, oh, yeah, everybody that comes to your website is going to be, you know, needing to pay a utility bill. Not necessarily. So I think that that's really an interesting approach.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you have people that really appreciate the tools and resources that you're giving them. They want to learn. They want to contribute. They want to be strategic about how they're Putting the content on the website or any, you know, releasing that content, however, to the public, yeah. um, and they know
0: it best, like you said. Yeah. But if you let them, because they're not marketers or communicators per se, they will write those long paragraphs, you know, and and they're not thinking in that way. But working with them to but build you can, that relationship, yeah, is you can so have key.
1: them write the long paragraph and then help them look through it and cut it down and sh- and teach them why you're cutting certain things out or how to think about it differently yeah throughout this process we
3: use the analogy that we have skimmers swimmers and divers okay people visiting the website might be um, a skimmer you know maybe they're coming from a post on social media and they just want the information that we teased on our social media post so we make sure to put that information right at the top so they can access it get what they need and move on then you have um, the swimmers who might you know like that information that the skimmer's like, but maybe they want to dive in a little bit deeper. So you give them a little bit more information. And then we have those residents who really want to know the history, backstory to everything you know that we're talking about or that we have, our services. And so then we can go into the diver section and explain that process a little bit more for those people who want that information. So I think that's been really useful for our um, content managers as we've gone through this process is to understand that skimmers, swimmers, and divers um, process and how to set up their pages in that way. I think also um, one thing that we were stressing with this new website, because it is so search centric, um, not everything has to be highlighted everywhere. People, if people want to find a specific thing, they're going to use that search bar on the homepage to find it. So, making sure that they have the right keywords, the mega tag, meta tags on the um, on their pages, so that when people are searching for what they want, they actually get the pages that they need. Um, also, reminding them that with our because we are um, our outreach is so focused on social media as well. Their pages are essentially landing pages from our social posts. So people may not be even going to the Home homepage; page. they're yep. coming from, um, you know, Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram, absolutely, um, and getting the information they leave and then leaving right away. So um, you know, reminding them that not everything has to be featured everywhere. I think is one of the things that you know, we've we've definitely stressed this time around and our teams have been open to it and really accepting it and excited about the idea that it is more search focused. I think
2: we're very lucky too, because from my perspective as a web developer or even like a UX designer going back, like I I look at all the websites that I've worked on in the past and I think we're incredibly fortunate to have somebody like Zara that can sit down with people and do that stuff. And then on the opposite end, I, I love that we have content managers that do want Want to do that stuff because in my experience, when when somebody goes to do a website redesign or even make a, a, a website in the first place, most people don't want to have anything to do with it. They want somebody else to take care of it. They want somebody else to write the content for it. They you know they just they they want the the end result and then they don't even know what they're doing with it. Whereas. I feel like with our organization, you know, we have content managers that obviously want content out there. They just don't know how to do it. So having somebody like Zara that can do these training sessions with them, that can help them edit this stuff, I think makes for a much, much better website experience or, or just a, a better usability experience for residents because you have the, the that good content, but you have, you know, you, you've had somebody take a pass at it. So people are getting the information, but they're getting it in a much, much more accessible way. And the people that are writing the content are actually connected to what's happening on the website. So as new things come up and as things change, you know, you have those people that are responsive to it and that can can make those changes and updates.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't just apply to the website. It makes me think about our process for video too, right? We have so many people in the organization that I want a video for this. Okay. So we sit down with them. We say, what are you trying to achieve? Who's your audience going to be? What's your content? What message are you trying to convey? What story are you trying to tell? And then we say, yay yeah or nay, does it really, you know, deserve to have a video? Perhaps it's just something simple like a text, a small text video, but maybe it's something more complex and drawn out. Or maybe it works in it as a Powtoon, which is a cartoon-like video um, production tool that we have and use. And so I think that that's really interesting. It's kind of, again, they're the content experts or the media, way we handle media relations, which is another great example if people are listening. Um, we don't I'm not the spokesperson. Jen's not the spokesperson for every department. We know that those various people in the departments working on whatever project it might be are the SMEs. They are the subject matter experts. They know their work better than any of us. And so it's really important when the media comes to us, we train them so that they're prepared in a media training session that they feel confident, that they're not mm-hmm. intimidated, and that they know how you know to respond quickly and timely and ask when the deadline is and all of the, the protocols around that. And then we empower them to be able to answer. If you spent all the time being kind of that middle person where you were going to gather the information, I mean, it's very difficult. There's so many nuances that happen in the town just in, projects alone street improvement projects I mean you can't even begin to wrap your head around all of the things that you would need to learn and I think we've been really effective in being able to do that so we train and and this is great about the content managers this is great about the people talk the media it can't just be anyone it does have to be people who are open to it willing excited about it get it wanting to learn. Um, I think that all goes back to that too of giving, when we give people these tools to help them to do their job, they have to be open to it and they kind of have to get it. It can't just be anyone. So really thinking carefully, like if you have someone in your department who you want to manage social media, it's not going to be an admin behind a desk who's not in touch with your content, right? It's got to be the right people. And I think you've learned that over the course of the five years. In fact, when we started down this process, one of the first things I had you do was we were asking the executive team, the directors, you know, think about who your content managers are or have been. Are these still the right people that should be doing this moving forward? And that was a huge part of the beginning of the process. And I think that that is key.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's evolved, you know, over time, you have people that definitely use, um, are in there more than others. And we, you know, probably a smaller percentage of our content managers are actually in there quite a bit and, and making, um, all the, you know, the correct updates and things that need to be done, um, more engaged in the website. Um, so some yeah, people have left, they're just not well, even some, here anymore, yeah, some and... people, or they're just, there's their pages don't require that much updating. Um, but yeah, you, you get to know who those people are and, and, kind of utilize them to help other content managers as well so kind of have that chain reaction of you know and I've had that happen where we've had new content managers be requested to be on the department and they have a you know a fellow content manager in that department that sits down and they do it just that on their own terms they decide oh I'll show them around the website and and i'm like okay great <laughs> let me know that's, if you have any questions <laughs> exactly um, and that's been really successful i haven't had any issues with that so
0: i love i love that i think that that is you know so key and, and a lot of this doesn't apply just to government work by any means i think that these are all really important keys of you know any type of marketing and communications departments when you're working in large organizations with you know different facets of it and Know, trying to communicate different messages and reach people differently. And I think it's, um, you know, like I said, when we did the survey, our residents were very happy with our re- as our with our website as it was. <laughs> um, you know, we really weren't trying to improve on something that was, you know, fix something that was broken. However, there were things I know that were on the, the wish list that I think we got to accomplish with this, which is really kind of exciting. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, feedback's important. I mean, we are listening to feedback. So, you know, we, um, inc- you know, encourage constructive <laughs> feedback. Um, yeah, and, every and page
2: on the site has a way for people to submit feedback. Exactly.
1: On it, so. Exactly. Um, come to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so go easy on Jen. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if you, um, know that the website is ever changing, we're always making updates. Um, the new site has, you know, we love it and it's new. To, it'll be new to everybody, but, um, you know, as time goes on, we will be continuing to update pages as needed. Work and in progress. Yeah, so. it's always
2: iterative. I mean, even yeah. the process of doing, starting the redesign was iterative. You know, we'd have like a couple different layouts that we look at, we'd have a couple different things, then they'd make revisions based on that. And it just, you know, every couple weeks we would do it. And I feel like that's just a continuing thing. That's why people are so happy with the website, I think, because we do take that feedback in and we don't just like wait and hold on to this feedback until, oh, we'll keep that <laughs> well, for the redesign. We have redesign. To wait another five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't do that. It's, it's, it's iterative. We, we take that feedback. We see what we can make changes to. We see what we can improve. And then, you know, we make those changes kind of in the, as soon as we can.
3: I think this um, design even more than our previous design will be making more and more updates, especially to the homepage um, in regards to the search function Mm -hmm. and those popular searches. So if we've got something trending or a topic trending, or we know that people are looking for trash schedules or utility rate information, um, we can be sure to include those in the popular searches to make it even easier on our citizens to access that information. So I'm super excited about using that um, feature and that function as we move forward and, and highlighting those things that are actually going on in our community.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, too, you know, we work with, we've talked a lot about how we have built this with our internal customers and for our citizens. But also we should mention, you know, we do a lot of work with um, external partners like Vision, and that process has been really great. And oftentimes when we get to work with groups like these, like we also do a lot of work with C-Click Fix on our 311 app and these vendors that we work with outside who we can kind of – you know, be able to coach through this process of helping them to improve the product and the service that they're delivering and having them meet our needs and what we need to be able to provide to our customers. So I think that's been a really exciting thing to see is Vision itself, having worked with them for five years now, they've come a long way in really working through this process to understand what it was we were trying to achieve and trying to do. If you want to talk a little bit about how that working relationship um, goes. Yeah, they've,
1: they have evolved quite a bit. They've made a lot of... Um, uh, put a lot of focus into improving their product um, they are listening a lot of a lot of different surveys listening to their customers um, which are m- majority government websites they're constantly improving widgets They'll, they're willing to customize things um, and work with you as on your individual needs with that I mean they know now that people want they don't need to read they don't want to redesign every four years they want changes maybe every couple years Mm -hmm. or Everyone's a little different. so Technology's they've... moving so quickly. You're right. It's like five
0: years. It goes by very quickly. However, five years, if you look at what's happened in, you know, in technology in general or how we're getting information. I mean, when we designed this site five years ago, that's one of the other things I was thinking about. We really didn't have an active social media presence no. then. We were building it. And you didn't really jump off to the website or a, a landing page from social media, per se. And I'm sure there's still a lot of cities listening out there that don't because they don't have necessarily... Huge social media presence so maybe that website still is to them like the very key place that people come but how much ha- that has changed in five years is really incredible too yeah it was
3: interesting the um survey results that we got back the demographics as far as who was actually who participated in our survey um, were in the higher range you know 35 40,
1: and, uh, 45 to 54.
3: yeah and we got asked the question well why do you think that is and you know i answered Probably because the the younger demographics are getting the information from social media. Not going We're to providing the website enough information that they mm-hmm. need to feel involved, engaged, mm-hmm. informed and they don't need to go to the website anymore. So um, that's been an interesting transition as our social media presence has grown and grown um, that we're not necessarily needing the website as much anymore, but we are still using the website for landing pages if we aren't able to give the full information or if people need to take action that we can't include on social media. So that's definitely been an interesting transition as we've kind of gone from the redesign five years ago to the redesign today. Exactly, and
0: who knows where we'll be five years from now? (laughs) Hopefully still here, but maybe websites won't even exist. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Zara would be like, that would be a miracle. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for joining us. This was great. And Zara, thank you to you for all of your hard work on the project. I think it's really exciting. I think people are really going to love it. And I'm very, very proud of you and all of my team. You guys are awesome. So just a reminder to our listeners that you can follow us on Twitter at GovGoneDigital. And don't forget that website, GilbertAZ.com. If you haven't looked, go check it out. And if you have ideas for our podcast, we'd love to hear them. Um, so let us know on Twitter or you can contact Jen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Use the <laughs> feedback form on the website. Yeah, you can submit it to Jen on the website. Oh boy. Um, but thank you for listening and we will see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.